Hello and welcome to the Hollywood Hustle Podcast, where we bring the stories and struggles of artists climbing the ladder of success and how they survived the city of dreams, Los Angeles. Hello everybody, as always, I am your host, Daniel Tuttle, and with me today is our wonderful producer, Mr. Michael Lutheran. Bonjour, mon ami, bonjour, bonjour. Uh, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. <laughs> I like the <laughs> French opening. There. I know, it, it was very different. Uh, fromage. Was the podcast. <laughs> There's no fromage. What is the French word for podcast? Is it just podcast? Ici pour... <laughs> no, I think that sounds like Italian or something. Nope, nope. That's definitely French. <laughs> that's, that's definitely French. <laughs> definitely French. Uh, it's been Boom. a while though since we've recorded yeah, in the same room together uh, for a while. Yeah, it's we we've been busy. <laughs> like life has life was a little has crazy. thrown each of us some interesting uh, hurdles <laughs> the past couple months. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta bring up bad crap. Yeah, well, it's it's given us that Hollywood struggle, man. Yeah, the real one, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, Thanksgiving's coming up. We decided to kind of do a nice special Thanksgiving team hustle special. Yeah, a lot of specials. <laughs> it's that special. Thanks special time. It's that maybe the thanks maybe. special. The thanks special. The the team hustle the Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving hustle special. Yes, there we go. The Thanksgiving <laughs> hustle special. Thanks, the Thanksgiving you heard it first hustle. here, folks. Sounds like a really bad song. <laughs> the Thanksgiving hustle. <laughs> Do the hustle. You know, you're, you're doing chickens. Oh, I started doing it too. <laughs> it's gobble gobble. Gobble de gobble gobble. Okay, this is yeah. <laughs> and the rails are. We'll, we'll cut this. The rails we'll are like this. a mile away. <laughs> we have lost it. No, um, yeah, things have been crazy. Uh, we, you know, it's 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 weird that. Me and you talk a lot mm-hmm. um, through G Chat and other things, and it's so funny that like I still feel like I learn stuff about your life through our, our intros. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because so for if you're a brand new listener, uh, typically on on these episodes, either Daniel or myself will handle the intro and outro of that uh, specific interview or act. Uh, I typically handle the act twos. Daniel does the act ones. Um, we never record those in the same room. And so sometimes, you know, uh, we like to also share a bit of our own individual stories in those intros and outros thing because of trips that I've had to take to Northern California, um, which we'll maybe get into here in a little bit. But you and I have also been taking on a bit more responsibilities here for the podcast uh, since our brother Kel uh, Toronto's our sound engineer. He's, Love you, uh, Kel. Uh, he's taken a leave of absence yep. um, to handle some personal stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's been more uh we've been working more yeah. it's definitely i mean it's definitely been more us mm-hmm. uh in this in this show uh, both of us editing and of course we edit some of the most difficult <laughs> episodes <laughs> audio wise but yeah it's you know it's it's been a different experience and it's it, it kind of just adds to the love of the show because now there's more you, you, we're putting more of us into it well and we're getting more of an understanding uh you know, again, if you're just joining us with this first episode, uh, we've been releasing episodes since June of 2017. Uh, so, man, it's, that feels so far away. We're close like, to episode so 40. Far back. We're close to episode 40 now. Mm-hmm. Not, um, not, not going to hit 40 though. No, but we'll be cl- we'll be close. We're close. Not going, but not till not till next year. But close. close but to episode I mean, 40. you know, and we'll go more into this in the next couple episodes yeah. when we do our year in review. But uh, long story short, it has been a growing journey throughout this process of for sure you know, starting off with you know you have the idea to now you have the tools and now you're doing it and there's a lot of stuff that you expect at the beginning or there's a lot of stuff that you don't know what to expect for so that's kind of what we've been going through and it's given us much more 
deeper appreciation for podcasting, for recording, um, and for editing. My goodness, sound editors out there. <laughs> we, lo- we love you and we respect you <laughs> and we feel for you. Yes. I will buy any of you a beer anytime. Yes. Uh, you know, yeah, life really throws you those curveballs. Uh, we didn't expect, you know, uh, Kel was doing a great job, a fantastic job, and then some personal uh, life stuff happened, which happens, and it's nobody's fault. And, and so, you know, he's handling that and being with his family right now. And so we took on that that mantle to make sure we still had episodes coming out. And uh, Michael and I had a long conversation about it and just figured, you know, we got to keep trucking. And so we took on that and, and both have grown because of that. But, um, you know, like I said in my last uh, intro, I was laid off a few weeks ago um, from my job. And that threw not only myself a curveball, but the podcast a curveball because we recorded. Yeah, we recorded the, at your at, job at my office site. in a conference room uh, on the off hours when nobody was there. And so <laughs> I don't care anymore. I'm already got, they already laid me off. Are they going to fire me? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I've been doing some job searching and that is, I'm old enough where I remember uh, when I was applying for jobs originally having to go into places and fill out paper applications and you have to meet people and say hi and let them see Create you. Create an automatic relationship. Yeah, and they saw you and, you know, they got a feel for who you were. And so it's so weird nowadays. It's not the first time I've had to do it in this kind of new generation of job searching but just how impersonal it is and you're just sending uh, something through the internet and hoping that they like what you wrote and that they maybe they like the college you went to or they see something in your skills that they like or need and and so I feel like now you have to be even more precise with what you write and what you're what you reach out for because you it has to be you it has to be for you so many times an artist will encounter this moment on their journey of having an opportunity, whether it, a positive way of like, you know, like, hey, I'm, I'm deciding I'm going to leave my job to pursue something or, you know, in a negative light where you weren't expecting it. Uh, have you thought at all about this being a moment for you to, as opposed to just getting any other normal job to get something that's closer in line to uh, your specific interests of screenwriting. Oh, I, absolutely. And- that's, that's pretty much most of what I've been submitting for, uh, give or take a few other things that just offered something really great. I've been submitting a lot to entertainment, um, in, you know, industry jobs. The heart, the biggest issue I have with most of the entertainment industry stuff is the jobs I submit for say on there, like, we're looking for front office assistant for this agency or for the studio or this part of the studio must have three to five years experience already. And it's like, this is an entry level job. It's that double standard of like, they want an entry level position, but they're expecting you to be like an intermediate for you to have been doing that job for many, many years. It's part of that's because we're, we're in an industry that is an internship industry where you see a ton of intern needed college credit. And, and sadly, I started my advancement in this to a little later than... In your intern. life, yeah. in terms of age. And yeah, everything. and age and where I am. Like, I have a kid and a wife. I can't do a paid or lowing paid, you know, low paid internship. This industry is also very much part of the quote-unquote gig economy, where you'll be hired for one specific project, 
And then once that project's done, there goes the job. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's been just you know staring at my computer for three to four hours on end and submitting applications and reading you know stuff and and just really trying to make sure I sound great <laughs> on paper. Um, I wish you could do like a video or something, like at least show who you are. Well, kind of, um, and I know on Actors Access, which is one of the websites an actor can use to submit for auditions here in Los Angeles, they've started this thing called a slate where essentially it's a moving headshot. And it's something I don't quite understand. I don't have this on my profile, but it's a way I apparently for the casting director to see you just as you basically a live motion moving headshot. Um, I don't know how that they could just look at a headshot, but I think for a profession like, you're submitting for a job. I think a video resume might be more compelling than just the standard right. thing. It's just, it's just hard because there's no email address. There's no, you go to a website, you fill out the blank spaces and then you hit submit and it, you know, goes to who, the person that it's supposed to go to or goes through whatever program they have to look for certain keywords or and whatever. What job uh, search websites are you using? Right um, now? I use uh, in indeed.com. I N D E E D.com. Uh, glassdoor.com is another really good one. That one's really good also because you can look at reviews of companies from people that have worked there. Um, you know, if you have your resume on there and you leave someplace and update it, they'll ask you like, do you want to leave a review for that place that you just left? Um, so that's a really good one. And then, you know, I, I know Craig's get, Craigslist gets a lot of crap, but if you, you can find at least some kind of temporary gigs sometimes on there. So hey, you got to weed through a lot of the crap, but the apartment that we're recording in right now yeah, found on Craigslist. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, my, my first acting, my first paid acting gig was Craigslist. Yeah. So my first paid writing gig was Craigslist. It's just all about, you know, using a fine comb. Yeah. You got to go through the crap. Yeah. You got to get through all the stuff to find the, the, the needle in the haystack. But yeah, so that's, it's, it's, it's tough. And you know, you have to take a break every now and then. Cause after a while it just kind of like starts beating down on you and especially staring at a computer for four hours straight. Yeah. You finally have to kind of take a break and then, and also eventually you hit a wall where there's no, you've hit, you've reached out to everything you can. So you kind of have to wait until more stuff to gets see if anything posted. trickles yeah. back in. More kind of like a, a wave, right? Like yeah. you know, you throw a bottle out to the wave to see if it comes back. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, now, are you using this time maybe to focus on your writing? Uh, definitely, I, I've, I've I've definitely started writing a little bit more. Um, I've also focus used a lot of the time to really start focusing on uh, watching and reading stuff to, um, help grow the podcast, uh, as a brand and help grow myself as a brand. There's some really good, uh, YouTube channels I've recently found that have, that basically are video essays on, uh, marketing and marketing yourself. Well, some of it focuses on YouTube, but there's definitely points you can take mm -hmm. from it and, and apply know, it and to acclimate elsewhere. It. Yeah. Acclimate it to other things. Um, so that's definitely something I've been doing and just trying to, just take this time to take in information um, and also look at myself and do some soul searching on who I am and where I'm at. And so Daniel Tuttle, <laughs> who are you? Oh man, I'm a cricket. <laughs> uh, I'm a, I'm a lizard. No, um, I, you know, it's so, it's one of things I don't think you'd ever really answer that question. I think it's just constant change and just really introspection. It's yeah, it's, it's introspection and just, not maybe a you know general realization of your life as a as a whole, but parts of your life, and really going well. This is what I need to work on for me to better me, and this is parts of my life I need to 
clean up and this is parts of my life I need to get better at. And, you know, where am I on my resolutions for the year and, and the, the concepts I wanted to achieve this yeah. year. Um, so there's, life. there's definitely, yeah, <laughs> life. There's definitely, it just, it just uh, throws it. you, you know, a curveball as yeah. you were saying, and kind of can disrupt everything, but hopefully, you know, in a year from now, when we're listening back, uh, to this episode <laughs> we'll uh, for job. Thanksgiving special 2018, Part two, yeah. you know, uh, things will have been different. Yeah. Hopefully uh, and that this will... will be something in the end for the better. Yeah. This will hopefully it will grow. Um, and, and get better. Speaking of better, how are you feeling? Feeling quite a bit better. Yeah. Um, uh, for the, for those that don't know, Michael had a little bit of a health scare where he worked his butt too hard and hustled a little too hard and didn't drink the right proper fluids and, uh, passed out on the side of a road. Yeah. Everyone do not just drink coffee, 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 nope. coffee, coffee all day nope. and not supplement that w- along with water and food and know your boundaries and know limits. your boundaries, know your limits. But, uh, how are you feeling? I'm since, feeling since a lot the, better. The head issues. It's been going, you know, back and forth in terms of recovery in terms of headaches um when you fracture your skull you will get headaches from time to time but it's not a headache like a migraine headache it's oh that's parts of my head fusing back together <laughs> that's that's your body repairing it yeah and and i'm fortunate enough that i've never in my conscious adult life broken a bone hey there you go um except for this time <laughs> and uh, that means i'm winning because i've never <laughs> broken a bone either just dislocated my knee yeah ouch i've torn a muscle fun but either. That's it. um but it's been you know i'll be moving along whether it's at work and class um and day-to-day life and then all of a sudden it'll start lasting for like five to ten minutes and it's just an uncomfortable there's nothing you can really do about it and it's been finding my limitations again mm-hmm. um but and you know it's funny because you know you, you, we talked we kind of as i mentioned you know finding like you said limitations knowing your limits before but also knowing your limits during now. injury well yeah and, and knowing that recovery you have to be patient with the recovery yeah we don't all bounce back as quickly as we would like or hope um it's been humbling yeah it's been a humbling experience to realize how fragile life can be uh and so i've been trying to treat myself better i get i beat myself up though because i'm not able to be as physically active as i would like to be i'm not i haven't been able to work out from that though i've been still trying to focus on class and as well as for submitting for things uh a couple episodes back uh didn't talk about it too much in my intro and outro, but I got to film a commercial. Oh, how'd that go? It was awesome. It was one of those, I had a two-week period where I was contacted um, by two production companies because a friend essentially referred me to that specific project. And, you know, one was for a major network TV show, and the reason why I couldn't get into that was because I'm non-union. Boo. <laughs> But it's okay. I, you know, that's an opportunity. It's not like I went and auditioned and then found out that I didn't get it. Right, it's right. that, hey, here's this opportunity that I might be good for that someone referred me to and just doesn't work out. Right. So that wasn't. It's a good, a good attitude to have. Good, about good it. attitude. And then the other one was, you know, I had some friends who have a production company. They got booked for a commercial. And I was on their short list of people that they told me, you know, verbally that, you know, we knew that you're reliable, that you're, you have a good ethic, work ethic. So. That's why we want you. And so that was a 13-hour day on set. Um, that was the day I lost my job. 
Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> this weird, um, you know, whoever's writing the book here yeah. uh, is like through a wrench in our plans. This guy mm-hmm. booked a gig and this yeah, guy this lost guy, his lost gig. Lost a gig. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was such a fun day on set. It was, I, I got to w- act with artificial intelligence, which was very interesting. I think I described it in the episode as like working with a bad actor. I was going to say best scene partner you've ever had. <laughs> well, no, because they would jump my line all the time. <laughs> We, we would get so, stuck. A normal actor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, but it was just like we would – there was like this 45-minute stretch where we kept trying to work this scene of like finding the right pace of when to say the line and then when to do this action and to do it all so that this artificial intelligence could get its line in. But then, you know, as sometimes as an actor, uh, Kurt Mega said be a problem solver. So as an actor, I kind of just – floated out this idea of like, hey, I know we're stressing out so much to get it right all live. If we can find a way to work this device to make it look like it's on, we can just have the other actor reading the lines or, you know, someone on set reading the lines. That way I can have a more natural back and forth. And then we could just do the post, the device's audio and post. And they were like, yeah, that's brilliant. So that saved us a lot of time and everything. But it was, it was, it was a good day to be on set. A good time to be paid to be on set. And I got to actually see a rough cut of my footage. Oh, how did it look? Well, it was, it was great because it's an in-product demo. So it's going to be something that uh, the company is going to use internally to pitch to other companies to sell this product. And so it's not going to be something that will hit the airwaves soon. Right. But it, what was interesting was that the client whose you know commercial this is for couldn't decide on which actor they wanted to play for which storyline storyline a being this person is so struggling with this normal product and person b being you know all their life issues are fixed with this new device and um so basically we had to act both a and b continually back and forth back and forth back and forth so i got to see another uh an actress uh doing the same exact scenes that i was doing but in her own way gotcha so we had a lot of fun of just like oh that's how you're doing it that's really cool i didn't think about doing it that way so it was fun bouncing ideas off of each other when we're playing the same part essentially um but watching the rough cut and everything it you know an actor can get stuck in their head of like oh this isn't gonna look good this isn't gonna look good i don't I don't know if I liked anything that I did in that entire sequence, but it works out. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's uh, with film, it's an amalgamation of a bunch of takes. Right. It was, it was cool. Nice. It was, you know, got to pat myself on the back like, there you go. Right. You know, it's, nice. you're, you did work and you got paid to do it, <laughs> which was nice. Well, I mean, see, you've, I know it's good that you've been getting work and I know you've been putting yourself out there and, and healing, which is always great. Yeah. Um, well, and it's also, but during this time of the healing, taking a step back and realizing like kind of what you were saying, evaluating where you've been been putting your focus and what areas of your life haven't been getting focus. And so some of that stuff for me right now that I'm realizing is the more logistical side, updating my websites, updating LA casting actors access things that if you don't do your due diligence can get outdated Mm -hmm. fairly quickly. I think, you know, one thing I've been really working on since being let go is really starting to work on a list and put a list of like things I have to get done on certain days. Like Monday, I need to do this and do this, especially since I'm home, I'm able to clean a little bit more of the house, you know, for, for my wife and I and do a little more around the house. And so I'll, I'll make those kind of lists. And then I have the list of like more generic general stuff of just, you know, 
research stuff about the podcast community or growing podcast or growing Instagram numbers and look into this or this or this and look into sponsorships just so I can start getting a heads up on what, you know, ways and paths and routes to do certain things to grow the podcast. And well, and also and, creative and things to keep you yeah. so that you're not just focusing on the day to day, like got to do these chores. Right, right. And, but I, I say that because I think, you know, especially with as, as you being a pursuing and working actor, unlike, unlike, unlike myself, um, where, you know, maybe making those lists of like, these are the things I need to get done by this time and making that list that is either constantly visible to you, like updating website, uh, updating this and getting this and submitting this, you know, and just maybe, Anybody that's listening that can just help or not beat you down on it, but like remind yourself, Hey, you need to get this done. And if you, I think the more you rely on those lists to help structure yourself, you'll look and they go, you know what? I need to get that done Saturday. I don't have anything planned. That's what I'm going to do Saturday. So yeah. then you can like take one of those and put those on your Saturday list, mm-hmm. you know? And that that's kind of stuff that I've been doing is really just trying to uh, find that make the time, to get stuff done I needed to get done. And also what's really good as well is like have that list, but also don't at, don't think you have to do it all at the same time. And well, that's yeah. my problem. Well, that's why having the general list yeah. that you can move into a spot on a daily list. Well, I, cause I feel like any artist out there, like especially when you have to handle both the artistic and the business, it's so easy to get overwhelmed with all of these things I need to update. All of them feel like I have to do them right now. And I need to get new headshots and I need to do all these things. But it's like, no, just take it one at a time. Give each one its own, like, whether it's this week I'm going to update my website or it's this month I'm going to update it. Well, you know, it's, yeah, doing that and then or just making or making like a regular day that is your day to pursue that taking you know my wife and i we go shopping for groceries on saturday like saturday's the getting groceries for the next week's day whatever other errands we need to do that is saturday for the most part unless we have an interview or something we have to do and so you know if you can if you have that freedom go saturday or sunday or if you have a don't have a job regular job you know, Tuesday is going to be my acting day. Yeah. And that's my, the day, my business, my day. career day, my business day. I'm going to focus on business. And if you need to, you know, use social media, like tweet about it, you know, Instagram about it so that maybe that helps you stay on uh, top, on of, top it. of it. It and gives, accountability. Yeah, it gives you an accountability because you're letting other people know who make ask you, Hey, what did you get done? You know, how, how much, what did you, what were you able to get done today? You know, and, and accountability is huge. Yeah. And for me also, just in this time of recovery, Uh, I've spoken a lot on this podcast about making sure to give oneself rest, even from the creative hustle. And one thing I've been finding myself lately is just, especially since I've been going back into class and going back into everything, it's, I can feel my stress level getting to that higher point and everything. And, you know, we all get there. We all have a lot of stuff that we're doing. And so, but because I have this, I'm still in recovery. It's a quick reminder of like, okay, what can I do to de-stress? What what are some steps that I need to take to protect myself, my health, and just my own journey? So I've been, uh, my acting class is actually about to wrap up here uh, for this year. And just due to a series of events with, uh, in combination with my injury, with the recent move uh, to this new apartment, and a bunch of other things. 
I'm not going to immediately continue into the next uh, phase of the class, which would be the final uh, year of the or the final six months to the Meisner technique. It's just right now I just feel like I need to take a step back and digest everything that I've learned this year in class because it's been also a humbling experience of finding out there was stuff that I was doing not to say that wasn't that was wrong but now I feel so much better and more confident about what I was doing so I think this is going to be a time for me to allow myself to rest but to also get back out there and utilize these tools that I now have. Well, I was going to ask you, and this is something we can talk about in a future interview, uh, you know, two of our future guests and, and good friends, uh, Trevor Algott and AJ Mayer, uh, from inside acting, um, talk about having like a routine in the morning. Trevor talks about how, you know, he went through his routine with me and what he does in the mornings. And, and so do you have a routine in the morning that you like a set thing that you get up and you do this and then you do this and then you make sure you get this done like for all the betterment of you for all the betterment of me? No, I think routines is something I really want to get into, uh, once we go on our break, uh, for the podcast and going into the new year, that's going to be a mantra that I really want to, uh, embrace. I mean, I have my day to day, like during my work week, uh, things of getting ready for work, but even that could still be better. Yeah. I'm always rushing to get to work. I'm always maybe a few minutes late and there's just certain things that I think I need to do. I need to just take a step back and just, it's all time management stuff, but it's systems to be put into place that will lead to success. Um, physically, uh, health wise, um, creatively, I just need to give myself that structure. And I think lately, uh, because I've been so devoted to class and making sure getting in my rehearsals for that, while also doing things for the podcast, while also, you know, doing work and moving and healing, it's all a lot all at once. And I need to take a step back and get those uh, routines, as you uh, call them, uh, routines in place. Right. Yeah, that's something I've really started focusing on a little bit, not as... um intricate and specific as uh trevor's is but uh and you'll hear about his next y- yeah, year next year you'll hear hear about his which is crazy um but i you know mine is really i've, I've really tried to lay it down where i get up uh, i do a lot of the cooking for my family um so i'll get up and i put on some music i, I drink a glass of water um and I and put then on, you break the glass and then you I, just break, smash I break it. I, and I yell at my child for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I you know I make sure because I usually get up and I go to the kitchen. I get him milk. Um, I start getting my, my my mine and my wife's lunch together. If I'm going somewhere, if I'm not, then I get her lunch together for work. Um, and I put on some music because that just helps me wake up. Like you know, some people like uh, Trevor talks about spoiler talks about going swimming. Like that helps him wake up and become alert or, for or, the day, or just you know being physically being active. active. And and music for me wakes me up. It it makes me active because it, it literally gives me energy. And and because I'll start singing to it and I'll start moving and it just gives me a rhythm for the morning. And so you know, and so I do that. And then if I need to, I'll, I'll get Nolan a shower, and my wife will. And you know, we just kind of I've slowly gotten some sort of general routine in the mornings to not have not wake up to avoid. Like, hey, I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna put on some music. I'm gonna drink a glass of water to refresh myself and and hydrate myself and get the day started. And I think having that trigger like that just helps you welcome the day easier mm-hmm. than. Ugh, here we go. 
But, uh, you know, you talked about it. You've been taking this class for a while since our last host episode. And since our last host episode, we've had several interviews. Yeah, uh, we've more, had more than four? we usually do between. Yeah, we've had four. We had uh, uh, Leading Lobos, the production company from out Los Angeles. Marcus, with Marcus Friedlander. Friedlander and Nicholas Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Izzy Coffey and her mom, Shaylin Coffey. Uh, we had Todd Nunez and Ashley Mary Nunez as Our well. Our first movie commentary. Our first movie. Oh my gosh, that was we'll, so much fun. We'll talk about. Yeah, that we'll talk we about that. There. And then uh, we uh, we have uh, AJ Jones that's currently running. That we have had part two has gone. Uh, oh, not currently running. It's after this. Just ran. We're recording during the run of it. But uh, yeah, we we've had some really strong. Like I'm really like this sounds so pat on the back. Like, but I'm really proud of the groupings that we've had. From the beginning, even. Well, it's just been such a really interesting uh, group of guests because they each complement each other so well. But, I mean, like, going... so varying. Yeah, well, going into Leading Lobos, that was our first, like, two-guest interview. Um, And I think it was really interesting because Marcus and Nick, while they both are very similar, they both have very similar views on on art, on uh, film and artistry... But they're also both very different. Oh, very personality and and in general taste wise, they're yeah. different. And even Nick, uh, I think, even addressed like he likes conflict. He's a person who knows exactly what he likes, you know. And he is, but he also wants to talk about it. He wants to uh, not debate, but he wants to discuss uh, with you. And I, and I think it was just such a really great conversation. I loved uh, one of the things Marcus talked about how uh, film and television is really the most important medium of art as it goes on today, because it's the culmination of all of this 20th century art forms into one package. Right. I mean, you have, it's, it's a picture, it's a story, it's a movement, a, a movement. It's a choreographed dance in a lot of ways. It's, you know, there's so many things that go into making a film um, that it's, it, it is shocking that films get made. And just in general, the fact that they just happen, even yeah. the the worst, movie, the worst of the worst, it still happens. The, the fact that the artist got made, is still amazing. Yeah, that he made that movie. It's it's interesting when you put it, when you break it down like that and break it up and, and look at it that way as as that culmination is so interesting. You know, for me, I, I really love this idea of having. You know, they talk about having realistic expectations for your hustle and for your dream and your path because they talk about you know. You're not going to wake up and be the star. You're not going to wake up and making a million dollars. Your first job, you're probably not even going to get paid. And, you know, how you have to be okay with that and be able to live with that. Yeah. Well, when he said, like, you know, him and Marcus will get together and, you know, there will be that conversation of, hey, did your day suck? Yeah. Your day suck? Yeah. You know, and that's – but to know that that's okay, that there are going to be those days where, quote, unquote, it doesn't feel like there's movement happening for your hustle, but to know that it's okay because in the wider perspective, you're moving along just the way you need well, to. I mean, how many times have we called each other or talked to the phone or text each other in our first words together? Each other was like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> just like, hey, uh, hey. Who, who was it? Uh, one of our guests that described uh, Los Angeles as a sound and they just went, ugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, pretty much. Uh, it's, it's, it, that, I, I think it may have been Kim. I feel like I that may have been Kim, Kim Tillman. Yeah, I feel yeah. that that would have been Kim. I, I, that to me was so interesting because I think it's so. I I made sure to come to L.A. with realistic expectations of how long it takes and what it takes, and that sometimes it doesn't happen, and you're not going to be the famous one. 
that you just may get jobs. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, well, for me, what I'm taking, I'm currently experiencing is this realistic expectation of if I keep going at the rate that I'm going with all of these uh, things, with class, with work, with podcast, with creative stuff, other creative stuff going on. If I keep going at 100% on all of these levels, I'm going to crack my head and do something worse to myself. So you have to be realistic and it might feel like you're disappointing others by having to withdraw yourself. But I'm, and this is something I've learned a lot about myself through class. I'm someone who gives my, my importance up for the sake of others, but that, no, that sometimes you have to do what's best for you. Absolutely. And you have to be, it's all about self-understanding and really taking those moments to look at yourself and go, where am I in my life? And what am I doing? And where, you know, how can I get better? And there's, that's part of where I am at net right now. It's that taking a look and going, what's not working? And what am I giving my energy to that is not that I'm just hitting a wall. Yeah. You know, and with uh, Nick and Marcus, clearly we also got to see them, uh, that portrayal of friendship versus partnership, which they said they, they, they basically to paraphrase ended their friendship when they became partners. They said, we can't be friends and partners. We can't hang out outside of this. Yeah. That this, we need to hold each other accountable. And if we're just friends, then there might be a, a relaxed, uh, atmosphere about what we're working on as opposed to partnerships there's a standard that you have to meet you know and i think i think i I understand where they're coming from with that and i found that really interesting when they brought that up but for me i guess you know friendship is just a label that's just what you call it it's just so we have a word to explain the relationship between two people that's not husband and wife boyfriend and girlfriend etc etc i feel like they are friends. Yeah. Like it, that's, it, it's, they may not view their relationship. Like they put that partnership above that. And I think that's more what it's about is like me and you were friends. I have no doubt about that. We're really good friends. Daniel, we need to have a talk. No God. Uh, not now, not now. Um, we have two more episodes after this. Um, you know, we're really good friends, if not best friends and partnership has become a majority part of our relationship. And it's easy to forget, hey, let's go just hang out. and you Which know, we have recently yeah, done. without just We're, talking. And we did not talk about the podcast. <laughs> yeah, without talking about the podcast. And that's really hard. It's real in other creative ventures. It's really hard to do that. And, you know, you have to really make it known. We're going to go hang out, have a beer, go see a movie, go get lunch or dinner. And let's just relax and just hang out as Michael and Daniel, not the host and producer of, you know, Hollywood, Hollywood House podcast. podcast or the writers of this or creators of this, you know, as, co- of, as collaborators. And I think if you can one, find someone that you can split that with and knows that and understands that well, it really helps. And understanding you are friends. I would do anything for Michael and Michael would do anything for me. I don't, I don't doubt that at all. And I don't, you know, if you just have a partner there, that's different. That's someone who, you go to, they don't want you to call and talk about your feelings. They want you to call and talk about business. I mean, I think they're also, but that by labeling themselves partners, they're putting 
leading Lobos. Oh, that, yeah. the, and leading Lobos is first. Leading yeah. Lobos is first, and they're going to do whatever it takes for the success of that. In the end, the partnership comes first. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, for some people that works, and that's what they need to do. And, and, and that was just an interesting – to me, that was just an interesting But topic. it was also great because you got to hear from the ground level of what it takes – to just start your own production and a, company. And a different partnership. Mm-hmm. Like a different because kind of partnership. Because we've had uh, Josh Otter, you yeah. know, John Christie, uh, both filmmakers who, you know, have their groups of people, but we maybe didn't necessarily hear about like, oh, how did he create Otter Theory uh, productions right. uh, from Josh? We know that that it's just him, but this was a partnership of two people coming from different journeys and then colliding, and this right. production company is the result. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, that, that was a really interesting and, and fun interview because we're friends with those guys yeah. and it was just fun to bring them on and, and they were so gracious and, and awesome about it um, especially we had a lot of like time and date shifting and they were really cool about that so thank you guys if you're listening we love you and then next we had Izzy Coffee. Uh, the the now nine year old uh, yes actress. it was her birthday uh, yeah, it, uh, since we released that episode yes yeah, nine year old actress who was in the movie Split uh, M Night Shyamalan's late at last film and she she was so great and so awesome and so excited like she was looking over the questions on the way <laughs> to the interview and she man she was ready and she, she was one really of the most stuff. she's one of the most disciplined actors i know yeah. here in los angeles <laughs> and she's 9 years old it's so true she when she went through her list of things that as an actor you need to be uh in this town I'm like, I've been here almost six years and I don't have that. List <laughs> I'm going to copy and paste. Right. And, yeah. But you know, like you said, she has that discipline and she has that drive to just work and just, you know, yeah, she is nine. So she doesn't have the responsibilities of a car payment and, a, and an apartment rent and insurance. But, but then we got to hear that mm-hmm. from her mom, Shallon, Absolutely. And, and, and how she helps drive. Literally drive Izzy, <laughs> and apparently they really don't like driving on the west side. No, they hate driving <laughs> anything uh, to towards Santa Monica. Yeah, does that they love going to the beach, but just not in Santa Monica. Um, but no, yeah, the the how she instills that discipline in her through homeschooling and getting her chores done, and you have this part of your life and you have this part of your life, and they can meld, but that you've got to handle both of them. But what's also most important. For me, and I'm sure as a parent, this connected for you was how specific Shallon was about making sure that Izzy still has a childhood. Yes, and I'm making sure that her role is not to be Izzy's manager, not to be her agent, not to be her onset coach. Her role is to be mom. Yeah, she is mom first, and yeah. and and that's so important because I think it putting yourself as like the manager first um, can really blinds you to certain things that may happen in this industry and it keeps your kids safe if you still like I'm your parent first I'm your dad I'm your mom first and um, keeps that relationship at an equal balance with the child and she really loves and, and 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 you know encourages her but she's not a momager she 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 doesn't like to be that stage mom and you can tell she doesn't sit in front where Izzy can see her. No, she sits far she away. She sits far away, but still where she can hear what's going on just in case she's needed. And, you know, she really just, she, it's about Izzy when it comes to that part of her life. But she knows when other things happen, she's the mom. Well, and it's also, uh, when I was driving for Uber, I was telling some guests that I had about this specific interview series, and they were just so interested in uh, Shallon's hustle 
as it were, the sacrifice that she and, you know, her husband have had to make for the success of Izzy's career. Her husband lives in Georgia. Meanwhile, they're here in Los Angeles. And it keeps on being this renewal process of, hey, do you still want to do this? We want to give that to you and support you in that. And the sacrifice it takes from being away from, you know, your significant other. Like, that's got to be hard. Well, Izzy was saving up to go to Paris and then use that money that she had saved up to extend their lease and so that she could stay here and continue working. Like, you have to make sacrifices sometimes for your dream. If that means not going out every night and drinking with the buddies, if that means not going to see every movie at midnight. Especially when you're nine years old. You know, yeah. (laughs) At Arclight, if that means, you know, just taking your time to learn your craft and giving up that maybe, hey, your buddy's inviting you to go do this, but hey, you need to learn your lines for this thing. You know, it's sacrifice, making those sacrifices to propel your dream and maybe sacrificing to help propel somebody else's dreams too. You know, being selfless that way. But both those interviews was, it was just so different for for me as a host and an interviewer. And I know for you, when we talked to, uh, when we talked to Shannon, it was just, so different and it was so exciting well and it was great because at first shallon was very much i don't know what i'm gonna have to talk about right but it's okay you know i what i love about our podcast and one of the things that i know i've heard a lot from our listeners is that we're willing to get unique voices on here and so for me as the producer i was just really interested to hear the role of the parent yeah and what that as a parent i was interested in hearing about that because it's one of those if no one ever wants to i was gonna say like have you ever thought about him wanting to get into the arts have you thought about as his parents (laughs) like you know i keep seeing these casting calls for (laughs) father and son uh you know he's he is so independent though he is so i'm gonna do what i want to do that it's hard sometimes to wrangle him so I think that if that time comes, it's going to be when he's ready for it, not when I'm ready for it, just because he does what he wants a lot, and we have to really push for him not to do that. Um, but, yeah, that was such a fun series. And then we moved on to our Halloween specials. Yeah, we, we got into October. Yeah, to uh, Todd director, horror director, Todd nu- writer, horror director, Todd Nunes. And then we got a special return guest with Ashley Mary Nunes uh, for where we did our first Film commentary, as you mentioned, for the movie Halloween. Yeah. And I, I, I've been wanting to do a film commentary on something forever. I used to live tweet certain things I would watch. And I was like, when I when this kind of idea came up, I was like, let's do this. Because one, I've wanted to do something like this forever. And we have the perfect people to do it with the perfect movie. Yeah. I, it, and that's one of the things that I loved so much about it. Because when you told me about it, I was very hesitant at first. Because we're the Hollywood Hustle podcast. Specifically, our focus is on artists journeys and stories but here we have this brother and sister duo who you know he's the filmmaker she's the actress they've created a series of horror films together and their favorite movie of all time is halloween i can't think of a better group of people to watch that movie and to hear their thoughts on the movie than todd nash and how much knowledge they knew like behind the scenes knowledge they knew about the movie was just an added cherry to to the Sunday, like just like this is perfect. Like this, when they started talking about the facts, I was like, immediately we made the right decision. Yeah, like, well, and uh, but also just hearing about Todd's specific journey. Yeah, um, absolutely. And for our listeners who've been listening to us for a long time, if you go back and hear uh, or listen to Ashley's interview, 
we find out that they're both from Vacaville, California, which is my hometown, and I had no knowledge of this prior to recording. Yeah. God, I wish we had a video of your reaction. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so great. But kind of now getting to hear Todd's uh, story of growing up in that area and how he started off kind of doing theater, very much like me, and how he would write his own uh, adaptations of these famous horror movies, I thought was just so wild. And one of the things that I loved, one of the things that he said, I'm paraphrasing, is how he learned how to not to shy away from controversy, how to not avoid uncomfortable moments, but rather to just go in because it creates that discussion. He knew it drove people to the seats. It's curiosity. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Oh, they're doing a Friday the 13th play? I gotta go see that. Exactly. But then in his movies, as he's gone forward, how he continues to, uh, I'm not saying comparing his work to Saw, but how those movies did push the envelope in terms of what was horror. He's, he's trying to do the same thing with his own path. And, and, and we were talking about his path. One of the things that really, for me, that I really felt was really interesting was talking about like, especially a small part where he talked about working in a tanning salon (laughs) so he could like check people in and then just go back to writing. And he just worked the front desk and he would check people in and go back to writing and check people in and go back. And it's like finding something where you're getting paid, but you can also still do what you want to do a little bit. And, 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 and making sure to find those ways to continue to, to pursue whatever it is you're wanting to pursue. But one of the pieces of advice that he would have given himself was to have do the things that he had been doing before he moved to L.A., which was writing original pieces of work, whether it was theater or doing films, and to do that as opposed to getting here, focusing on making money, focusing on all that. So, And I thought that was a very interesting piece of advice, Daniel. If uh, I don't know if you can think about that for yourself. Uh, you are now in this place where you don't, you're not committed to a specific place of employment. You're now in this place where if you and Angie decided to take this risk, like you could just write and you could just do work. I know that's a scary <laughs> concept and everything. Uh, we, we couldn't do that just yet. Yeah. Uh, money wise, that would just would not be plausible. Um, if Angie got a nice, decent raise, maybe <laughs> uh, if you're listening to JC Dicko, she is our unofficial business manager. <laughs> manager. Um, no, yeah. But it, even then it's still just making sure to take that time. Like I have that time available. Take it. And do it. Like, you complained all the time about not having the time before to write a lot. Now you have the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't be that guy <laughs> that complains and doesn't do it. Um, but then on top of that, you know, one of the things that really hit me, because me and you collaborate on a lot of artistic stuff, and we have a lot of projects that we're wanting to do, but growing with each project. And, you know, I, I consider this our first official, like, produced product right here it is and you know uh, this apartment (laughs) Um, hollywood (laughs) hustle and we built this entire apartment and so it's growing on growing this and building on this but also like the next thing we do especially since we've we we've done a successful kickstarter grow from there and then if we film something the next thing we film after that keep growing keep expanding keep building on you know the stepping stones to get bigger and bigger. His first film he did by himself. He got together with a lot of people from his school or from his uh, uh, film school. He they were all crew. They just wanted to make something, use their own money. And the next thing he got in contact with a producer and showed him that film who wanted to work with him. And so he keeps building and keeps you know 
uh, he, kept, he keeps setting the climbing. bar higher. Yeah, he keeps setting his own bar higher. Correct. Yeah. And and I think that's something to remember. Don't keep, don't stay static. It's like working out. You got to keep changing. Don't settle and keep getting better. Um, that was a huge one. And then going off that, talking about you know bring friends in. He talked about loyalty, and he said you know he's one of those guys. You help me, you're with me for life. And Michael and I have always had that credo. Oh, you yeah. help us. You you come in and you work with us. You're with us for life. As long as you do, obviously, as long as you do a good job. <laughs> you look at the business though, like Christopher Nolan. He keeps the same crew, not just in terms of actors, but the people behind the camera. Uh, Wally uh, Feister, uh, Fister, I think was his name. Uh, his director of photography. He kept with him for multiple movies. Well, Quentin Tarantino, the same. I think I mentioned that on yeah. Todd's show. Uh, Quint, Steven Quint Spielberg. Yeah, all, they're all the same way in that. Once you find a person that understands your creative energy and you're able to create a shorthand, whether it's through a verbal shorthand or sometimes it's like you look at the person and you just know, okay, that's what they're thinking. Yeah, you, you, they, 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 you grow to learn each other's things and what mm-hmm. they want and what they don't want. And, and you know each other so well. And that's why Quentin Tarantino has the same guy. Yeah. And it's, it's that building that relationship forever. And that's really important. As long as that person continues to do good work, why not? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, like I said, right now, right now during this recording, we're in the middle of AJ Jones's interview uh, series. Uh, AJ. Uh, a good friend of Michael. He's our first out of Hollywood, Hollywood hustle. Well, it's very possible that our listeners know AJ because mm-hmm. he, is the, he is the one actor that I've met here in L.A., and I'm in an audition room for another random project, and I'm just chatting with other actors that are there. Mm-hmm. They know AJ. <laughs> like, he is the one actor that everyone in L.A. apparently knows. <laughs> everybody so, knows who he is. Yeah, and now he's in Georgia. So, and this was the exciting thing. When I pitched his, this to you, we had been wanting, I had been wanting to interview him for the podcast, but be, due to just logistical, technical means. Mm-hmm. We didn't know oh, yeah. how, they, or we didn't have the technology yeah. to like do that. Like I said that. in my intro to part one, you know, we you pitched him the first time we started brainstorming guests before we even had equipment. And I was like, that's great. I would love to, but I don't want to do Skype because I hate how Skype sounds on, on uh, a lot of uh, interviews and stuff like that. And I'd rather them be in person. Also, I feel like a conversation is better in person sometimes. And just happened, he was in town for was, the Fringe Festival. Yeah, he was in town. A, a couple of, uh, friends of ours, uh, mutual friends, uh, they were doing shows. And so uh, Fringe Festival is one of his favorite things about Los Angeles. And so the fact that we were able to book him for the time that we did and everything, and the fact that he was able to sacrifice his time on this vacation that he had to visit friends and stuff speaks a lot to yeah. the kind of character that he took that, that he is. three hours four hours to come in and talk to us mm-hmm. on while he's on vacation was well was and then after that interview i will say uh aj and i went on to watch uh, a couple shows at the fringe festival we got we grabbed some dinner and it was just a great time it, what's really fascinating though about aj is that we get finally get someone on the podcast who has taken their Hollywood hustle outside of Los Angeles. Uh, many of our uh, listeners, Ashley, um, you know, she is a writer. Uh, she's currently our uh, listener of the month. She won our Halloween Nunez contest. Uh, she's a writer. She lives in Maine, and uh, she shared with us her struggles of being an artist, being a writer, and how she's had to sacrifice certain things to keep focusing on that. That is what I call the Hollywood hustle spirit. Like it, it 
takes place whether you're in California or not. Well, there's someone else that we follow that kind of re- re- uh, responds to us on Twitter who was trying to get into, a, a, I believe, dance school, correct? Or music school? Um, oh, it design. Yeah, design school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, really wanting to re- save the money for that and pursue that dream. And But again, outside of Hollywood, outside of somewhere else. and it's It's really cool to hear stories of people who live outside of this town who are going through the same things that we are. That the Hollywood hustle spirit is one that stretches across all artists. Absolutely, and across the world. Yeah. You know, we had a, one of our guests previously, Jazz Trice, uh, started out as an actor and ended up in reality show casting. And, you know, not a place he thought he was going to be at, you know, I'm sure when he came to Hollywood, but a place that he accepted and started finding in, enjoyment in and finding a, a love and a passion for and I think it's similar with AJ and, and Atlanta, where you come to a, a self-realization of, I know who I am, I know what I can do, and it's not going to work here. I need to give Atlanta a try. And I think there's very much this finding your place and finding and realizing what's best for you at that time. And if acting's not working and you're not feeling it, and some other opportunity to do something else comes up, give it a shot. Maybe that's what's best for you. If Hollywood's not working out and an opportunity comes up somewhere else, try it. Yeah. You know? well, one thing that we didn't touch on the during his interview about that I found out about later is that since moving out to Atlanta, AJ has also started his own business. Uh, he is an actor, first and foremost, and he found a hole within the uh, acting industry in Atlanta, which was there was a clear lack of a audition taping service that understood actors and that provided something that was affordable also for actors. And so he's uh, he's the co-owner of a business called Nova House uh, Atlanta. We'll provide links to it. We've been uh, putting it on our all of our social media, um, but it is a literally a house where actors go to. It is a house where actors go to uh, do self-tapes for their auditions. A lot of the casting industry now uh, relies on actors filming their auditions and submitting it rather than setting up the, you know, you walk in the room and you audition right in front of them. And so AJ and his partner, they, uh, they have this service for actors and it's a monthly service of only $50. $50 a month and you get as many tapings as you want. And it's also an environment built by actors. So, you know, you, awesome. have, you have that positive creative energy already instilled there. And the people that are behind you, behind the camera, are also working a lot within the industry. So they're aware of what the casting director's needs are in that local market. So I think it's just such a cool thing of like how AJ really, it's a really cool thing how AJ has just kept following his gut. The time when he did move to Los Angeles, the time between him realizing he wanted to move to LA and then he was in Los Angeles was a week and a half. I I was there though, when AJ started sharing with me his idea of moving from Los Angeles. And, you know, I consider AJ one of like my brothers here in LA. We went through uh, train spotting uh, together, no homo together. He's just one of the, my friends here that has just understood me and I, I get him and, uh, it was very hard to kind of let him go, but he was that person of like, yeah, you know, I think I'm done. That's my best AJ. That was a really good AJ. I thought he was, it really was a good one. You know, like, yeah, Michael, you know, I just, I don't think I'm going to grow 
where I am right now if I stay in Los Angeles. You lost it, by the way. I, I lost yeah. it. Yeah. So, you know, I just, oh, it's, it's, it's in there. It's right, in you're there. starting to do, now you're getting to like now I'm gonna, weird Pacino. Or, I'll start doing like Christopher Nero, Walken yeah. or something. <laughs> um, but it's just been so great as his friend, as it, one of his supporters, to see him like go to Atlanta and take this Hollywood hustle spirit and apply it to his journey out there and to see the success that he's gone through and everything is just Absolutely. wonderful to see. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it was a really fantastic interview to talk about stuff like that and really get a feel for who he is and what he's doing. So uh, that was the roundup of the recent interview series of, that we've been doing. But um, what, what, real quick, I just want to, and what I was going to say before is I really love that in those four interviews, we have a production company, a child actor, and a mom. We have a horror director and, an, and a return of a horror actress, and then we have an actor. Like the variety in that is so it's it reminds me kind of like our first first few weeks where we had a, a, a an owner of a theater an actor uh, magician a, a magician and you know and a musician so like that to me is just such a great idea like this is what this show has become and I love that it's just this crazy variety of people and we have so many other varieties of people still to come that we're working <laughs> yeah. on you know and and I'm so proud of that. Yeah, and you know we would love to hear uh, from you, listeners, what you uh, took out of these episodes. If, if you haven't listened to these interviews yet, after this episode, go back and listen uh, to them, and let us know your thoughts. And reach out to us. We're on uh, Twitter at LA Hustlecast, and we're on Instagram at Hollywood Hustle Podcast. Or you can always shoot us an email, Hollywood Hustle Podcast at Gmail to shoot us an email and just let us know your thoughts in this episode or rather uh this variety of guests this grouping of guests that we just uh had in these past few weeks now michael this thursday is a really special day <laughs> i think i smell food it's it's my son's birthday oh is it yeah that that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> but it is also thanksgiving Turkey Day. Turkey Nolan Day. Turkey, turkey Nolan. It is turkey. Oh, he is a turkey. And every other year, though, it also it happens to fall on my sister's birthday. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's Thanksgiving is coming up, the time where you get together with family and you fight and, <laughs> and you sleep and watch football and drink uh, either alcoholic products or if you're not that kind of person or not old enough, you drink non-alcoholic products and <laughs> you just drink. Angie and I have lived here for four years now. Uh, the first year we we did a potluck with some friends that live here. Uh, the second year I think we were home, I believe, for Thanksgiving. Um, and then the rest of the time it's either been me and Angie just doing our thing or having this potluck with friends. And this year Angie's mom is coming into town. Uh, oh, for, nice! For Nolan's birthday and for Thanksgiving. That's and, really great. So you finally get to have your extended family. Yeah, we have some extended family coming in town. We're gonna go to Disneyland and the beach and stuff like that. That sounds amazing. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be uh, we're really excited. But it's it's one of those things where it's it's gonna be nice to spend with family. Nobody's cooking. We're ordering food from a place. What? Yeah, nobody's cooking. We're ordering. Uh, where are you ordering from? I don't know the name of it. I forget what it's called. But apparently, the menu looked bomb, according to Angie. And and she that's shared saying with, something. She shared with some. Oh yeah, she's very picky. So she shared some of the stuff that we're gonna get, and we're really excited <laughs> about it. Uh, I think nobody just, they just nobody wanted to cook. And also, it's probably a good idea, like with whenever families visiting or whatever, and yeah. Thanksgiving. There can be tension in the yeah. in the kitchen. Oh yeah, absolutely. Now you get to avoid all that tension. <laughs> yeah, and we don't have to worry. About, I think Angie's gonna cook some desserts, and that's about it. 
Um, but yeah, we're really excited about it. Uh, you know, but you know, usually traditionally, you know, I never really had any like crazy traditions for Thanksgiving. Um, it was usually just hang out with family, watch the parade on TV, uh, and we would play some games. That was really the big thing. We'd play. You played Liver- games? Yeah, there's a card game called Liverpool Rummy that my that's kind of my family's game. And Liverpool, Liverpool, Rummy. I mean, it's a card game, and uh, I'll, I'll I just imagine the Beatles just sitting around. <laughs> we, we talk in the very British you know, accents like, while hey, we're doing let's it. Play Rummy. We're gonna play you want to play Rummy, George, Ringo? George, you want to play Ringo? Where are you? Put down the blocks. I'm in the band. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it, it's a fun game. I tell people nobody knows what it is. I don't know if my family just made it up, but uh, it's a fun game. I, Angie's learned it since she she joined the family. And she's played it before, but that was kind of my family's thing. Um, Angie's family watch football, uh, hang out, drink, and just relax. They have two different kind of mashed potatoes because they're split on chunky, rough mashed potatoes and like smooth mashed potatoes. So the the mom, uh, her mom, my my, my mother in law, has to make two different kinds of mashed potatoes every year. <laughs> oh my gosh! So we told her this year, don't worry about that. You don't you don't have to do that. Um, yeah. Just smooth. Well, I did. I remember last year. Um, when I was driving out of Los Angeles for Thanksgiving, I heard on NPR about how people who fly to their Thanksgiving destinations will actually bring on carry-on luggage that's food. Just food. I'm like sure. people will bring carry-on like giant thing of mashed potatoes. Not and gravy, surprised. Not you know? surprised at all. Uh, <laughs> not not surprised. Uh, yeah, food wise, man, we do mac and cheese. We do uh, mashed potatoes, corn, green bean casserole, rolls. Turkey, the the usual stuff, yams. Now I'm starting to feel cranberry hungry. sauce. Oh man, I, I you know it was I am too, uh, <laughs> but no, I we man we would eat too, man. My my mom is a fantastic cook and 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 everything she makes is amazing. Angie loves her mashed potatoes, so it's gonna. And is she sad. coming? She's, no, she's not coming Aww. in uh, for Thanksgiving. Mama Tuttle, we love her. We wish she was here, but uh, she's not here for Thanksgiving. She has her my my stepsisters and half sisters. They're all gonna come over for thanksgiving i'm sure uh but yeah that's that's kind of my tradition we don't really i i know that you have a few more traditions in that sense than we do yeah Uh, what do you what do you guys do well um so living in los angeles there's always that argument of do you first let me ask you do y'all do lunch or dinner uh it's a meal that will last you Right, well, well, yeah. but but when's the initial meal? Is oh, it do y'all do a lunch initi- and leftovers for dinner, or do y'all do dinner Thanksgiving meal? We do dinner Thanksgiving do meal. Okay. See, yeah. we did lunch, and oh, then we'd I have, le- but we'd usually do like a two o'clock, like late lunch, so that would fill us up through pretty much dinner, and then if we wanted to make a sandwich, yeah, or something, uh, of course, you know, for dinner. Angie's family they do dinner. Yeah, well, and so this is an interesting contrast. You've spent Thanksgiving every year here in Los Angeles since you moved. I feel like one year we were back home. I don't know why I feel like that. Maybe the first like, year? No, the first year. I th- I pre- well, because you got married. Yeah, we got married, but we got married in October. I think the first year we stayed because we'd already gone home in October to get married. We stayed here and had a, like a, a, a potluck with some friends um, because we also knew we didn't want to go back a lot the first year because we needed to keep have that separation and get used to that separation from family. I feel like the second or third year we may have been home for it or maybe we did the potluck again i know last year i don't think we did the potluck i think we were just all here see that see thanksgiving is the holiday that i haven't done in uh los angeles uh it is one of the few times of the year that all everyone in my family my brothers my sister and my parents we can all be around the same uh dinner table and if i were to tell my mom that i couldn't make it she would probably be heartbroken and you know 
there have been times where I thought I wouldn't be able to just financially afford to go up there. And right. she said, no, Michael, you will be up here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if she has to buy me a ticket or something, I'll, I'll, I'll be there. So I always do Thanksgiving with my family. Karen, uh, she stays down here in Los Angeles with her family. It is the one holiday that we spend every year apart from each other. We love being with our families together, but it just so happens that this is the one holiday of the year that we spend with our uh, individual families. So I typically will drive up the night before, leaving, uh, get out of work at like 5, 36 o'clock at night, and then I just hit the road, drive to Northern California, six, seven hours. Say, say about six hours? Yeah, and uh, get into town around two or three in the morning. Then I wake up at six o'clock. No, I wake up at five. <laughs> you wake up right when it starts. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I wake up at 5.15, 5.30 in the morning to do a turkey trot. Nice. Is uh, that pretty much like, is like a marathon? Yeah, it's a, it's a short uh, 10K. Yeah. Um, a 5K or a 10K. You can you choose which one say, you want to do. A short 10K. <laughs> <laughs> but, you it's know. just a short five-mile run. It's a little sprint 10K. Um, but I do that with my uh, best friend up in, uh, in Vacaville, uh, Brendan Ward, who I got mm-hmm. to best man for this past summer. Don't you mean Brendan Baruch? I, I, uh, Brandon Baruch is my Brandon in SoCal. Then Brendan Ward is my Brandon in NorCal. I'm just going to keep this as a running joke. That uh, yeah. I right now. Eventually, we'll have him on as a guest. Both at the both same time. Them. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, I'll call them both Brandon Baruch. Well, there's Brandon and Brendan. I'm going to call both call him Brandon. <laughs> there you go. Or you just switch it up. Just call him B. B B B B B B. Exactly. What a B W B B. Nope, just B B. Okay. You got you gotta keep the joke, man. Got it. Got. Ah man. So, so you get up, you do this. So trot. the turkey trot starts at six a.m. and it is one of those things where you're definitely way too tired to be running, but you're there and you're doing it, and it's just great. Right. I I love it. The the group of people that puts it on, um, it's for you know all proceeds go towards the you know heart association. Um, you know also. Vacaville uh, Fairfield is right next to an Air Force base. So you get, you know, some servicemen and women that are there also supporting or running. And so it's just really great community activity. And also it makes me feel like I earn the enormous amount of the food, food that have, I'm yeah. about to have. That's probably why they do it. It's because yeah, exactly. you lose some of the calories. Yeah, so uh, I do that in the morning, and then him and I will get some uh, breakfast usually, uh, either at a Big Bear Diner or uh, somewhere and then the rest of the day, I spend with my family. Uh, we, my mom's usually, my both of my parents are in the kitchen. Um, my brother Dave has recently, in the past, also been starting to cook the turkey and stuff, experimenting with it. Uh, my dad has his own specific way of uh, doing stuffing, but then he has to do like the out of the box stuffing for my sister. So kind of like the mashed potatoes, they have to do the two yeah, different versions. Like my dad's stuffing is absolutely delicious. Why my sister has to have this like generic stuffing? I don't get. There's a lot of gravy, so much good gravy. <sighs> my the best. My mom does her own uh, uh, cranberry sauce, but we also do applesauce. She does homemade applesauce, so you get that like applesauce, cranberry sauce, gravy action. Lots of good dipping. Oh, I'm so hungry now. <laughs> Green beans. We also do corn. Um, and it's essentially Christmas dinner just without the Christmas ham. Right. Nice. <laughs> That's all it is. But what's also, you know, my mom's British, so she has her British flair of Thanksgiving dinner, which is an American holiday. Right. Right. <laughs> so, and then you, you, you rub it in her face like, 
American holiday. Uh, yeah, we, we sometimes do. We beat you guys. <laughs> get out of here, red get coat. Out of, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. You know, but say what? Do, July Fourth is that of awkward tense moment? In <laughs> it's your not house? an awkward moment. <laughs> my mom. My mom has a fun time. She's been in this country. Please for tell like me she wears years. like a red coat on uh, July Fourth. <laughs> that would be amazing. That'd be the best oh, thing. Oh, I, I think maybe that could be my uh, like Fourth of mom. July gift uh, to my mom is a red coat. <laughs> I, I need to meet your mom sometime. Yeah, uh, uh, that's so awesome. It, but it's nice. So we end up having dinner around five, six o'clock, and then nap, and then <laughs> wait, you nap? <laughs> no, after we don't. Five, we don't nap. Five? We we don't decide to nap. It's just you pass out. We pass out. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's just just a really nice time, and it's my sister's birthday. Uh, this year, uh, her birthday falls on Friday, and then it's my niece's uh, second birthday. Nice. So this week, we got Nolan's birthday, we got Rhiannon's, and baby Ori Rose. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a year of birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty much it. I think, if I remember correctly, we used to go around and say, like, what we're thankful for. Oh, yeah, um, we, we and, do that and, before and, we and dive g- in. Just give a little. And I don't think we have to go around. I think we just open it up, like, if anybody wants to say what they're thankful for oh, this year. I, I will ask, yeah. and this might be a British thing. Yes. Do you guys have crackling? No clue what that is. Okay, that is definitely a British thing. It is, like, uh, my dad, while he cooks the turkey, mm-hmm. will put bacon mm-hmm. around the turkey. Mm-hmm. And the crackling is basically the the very cooked bacon that has been cooking on the turkey uh, the entire time. No, it sounds amazing. Though. It is so good. I feel like they just made that up. I think that's the thing they told you they called it <laughs> as a kid. It's not really called crackling. They just uh, my mom would just say, no, no, it's, it's, it's called crackling. You don't know about it? Oh, you're weird. No, it's bacon around the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> it's extra. It's just extra. Mm, it's just added, extra. Mm, there yeah, added to the turkey. That's amazing. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, it so sounds we, like a fun time. Yeah, no, it is nice. And we also do the, you know, go around what we're thankful for mm-hmm. and everything. And so that's a good transition into. Well, I was gonna ask real quick. Oh, real quick before we go. Not on, good transition on the <laughs> on the ranking of holidays. Okay, where does Thanksgiving fit for you? Thanksgiving comes as second, Christmas being first, but it's for me. Really, th- it beats Halloween. I really thought Halloween would have been second. Oh uh, well, the, the thing is, huh, Halloween I'm, is Karen's favorite uh, uh, holiday. Gotcha. I love Halloween. It's just the past couple of years, I've just haven't been able to either get enjoy, into it. Really enjoy it. I mean, this year I got to go to the World Series for Halloween, so. So good. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason why uh, Thanksgiving just comes second is because Karen's not there. Uh, Christmas, it's, it's the same thing with all of us family being Wait, around would, the Would Thanksgiving table. be first uh, if Karen was there? It probably would be because. And then I Christmas second? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But um, no, it's I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I'm also going to be seeing Kel um, again around uh, Thanksgiving. I would say, un- until recently, uh, Thanksgiving would be second for me. Christmas being first, um, but since we moved here, I would have to say it's third, next to July Fourth. Oh, July, LA likes to celebrate Fourth of July. Well, not, not even that. I go. We go out to San Francisco. Oh, that's but right. We yeah. go up to with. Oh, that's what we did last year. Thanksgiving, we went up and celebrated with our friends up in Sacramento or in San Francisco. Oh, that's, that's what we did last year. So we were just a few freeways. Yeah, we were just free, away a little bit each away each other's. Um, but yeah, I that is now we do that for Fourth of July, and so that's we go up there. We have a, one of our friends' mom cooks out, and we I help grill, and we have we drink and play games, and like that's I don't know just that fun family it's kind of like having a small family here yeah and so for me that that now is number two thanksgiving's kind of moved down to number three. Oh wow nice but uh but yeah i just want to ask where that ranked in the holidays yeah for you. no uh it comes as a 
you know, close first, but it is mm-hmm. second. But speaking of what you're thankful for. Yes. Uh, <laughs> thank you for using my uh, transition. I, I know we kind of talked about saying some things that we are thankful for uh, on the podcast here today. So we kind of, I made sure we kind of limit it to about three to five things. Uh, how many did you come up with? Did you come up with five? Yeah, I have four. Four? Okay. Yeah. I, I came up with about three or four, so I can probably throw one more in. Yeah. Um, so and, I, and this will go in no specific yeah, ranking. I've, yeah, no ranking. Just I feel like we can just kind of take turns mm-hmm. and just kind of say what it is. Yeah. Um, I will start. Fine. I, I am, you host. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pander a little bit. I'm very thankful for... Anyone who, and I, I mentioned this on our Twitter recently, I'm super thankful for anybody that has taken even 30 minutes and turned on their car or put on headphones or just turned on their phone and has listened to any moment of our podcast. Uh, if you, anybody that's talked to us on Twitter, on Instagram has liked or left comments or messages or retweeted stuff, like I, I can't even, even like show or express the amount of gratitude and thankfulness I have for you guys. Um, we truly, truly love you and we love doing this and we love the people that we've talked to and bring their stories out and, and hearing the feedback has just been amazing. So I'm, I'm truly thankful for anybody that's listened to any episodes of yeah, our show. And, and the same goes for me. Uh, you, especially you listeners who have been with us um, since the beginning, you were the ones that were sending me words of encouragement and, uh, you know, get wells and everything when I was, uh, in my initial recovery from my injury. And that meant so much to me. And it also just kind of sh- made me realize how much of an effect we have on these listeners lives that would, you don't think about that. We don't think about, you know, who actually listens to this, yeah. but it's, it's being heard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also extremely grateful to the guests, um, to Kel Torados, Absolutely. Uh, to you, Kel. everyone who has, you know, had some hand in being a part Ketra, of the podcast. Katra uh, Parkman. Yeah. Eric Carroll, mm-hmm. Mike Tobias, anybody that's helped us out and just lended a hand. It, it, all the people that backed us on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, there's there's been, su- it's been such a journey. Um, and we are so thankful to the guests that we've been able to have on the podcast from, uh, from Kurt Mega to Eric Knight, Jessica Hanna, everyone. Yeah. Just, it's been a big learning experience. And I think one of the things I didn't initially think about when we first started this podcast was how much I was really going to learn yeah. from these interviews. I, and, and even just the smallest of things, it's just been really, I'm really grateful that they've taken the time, uh, to come on the show, to work on the show, to help us out with the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really grateful for that. Absolutely. How about you? your turn? I'm, I'm very grateful for, the men and women who uh, give amazing care at hospitals. Um, I'm very grateful for the um, EMTs that picked me up, you know, from the streets that I was laying on uh, to get me to the ER safely, soundly, and, you know, to the staff who were able to take care of me over at uh, West LA's Kaiser Permanente emergency room staff. They're just... You know, I was in a bad, I was in bad shape and they were able to get me in and out safe and sound and on the road to being, uh, fully mended and stuff in a very short amount of time. And, uh, you know, for my, uh, doctor over at Kaiser who just guided me through the whole process of my recovery and everything, it's, you know, 
it was a really scary moment in my life. And one of those like defining nights of like, you know, past couple of years, like what are some uh, moments that you'll remember? That's going to be one of them. And uh, so it was while, you know, I was frustrated that I allowed myself to get to that moment. I'm very grateful that I've been able to bounce back. Very thankful for the amazing hospital staff that were involved in all of that. And also just super thankful for Karen (laughs) for really stepping up and being there for me, you know, taking care of me, like literally like walking me from the bedroom to the living room and stuff. Cause I wasn't able to walk straight and stuff. Um, it's, you know, and for you for like checking in on me and everything, it was, it was a moment that I had no preparation for and didn't have the strength to deal with it. And so, uh, having the words of encouragement from our listeners to the hospital staff, with Kaiser Permanente and Fire Station 66, pick me up, um, to Karen, to you, Daniel. It's just uh, very grateful that I've been able to recover. Um, I'm still recovering, but I'm that I've been able to bounce back, and that is in large part due to the amazing people that have played a hand in that. Absolutely. That's awesome. Fantastic. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure for, I'm speaking for myself, I'm sure Karen, that was no problem. <laughs> yeah, she was like, uh, I guess. I guess uh, I'll get I'll get you up, you son of a gun, uh, with that deep voice too. Exactly. Um, I think for my next one, I, I I'm super. I'm gonna. I, some of mine are kind of generic, but it's so true. Like I'm super thankful for my friends. Um, you know, people that check in on me, those that live in Texas and those that live here that comment or like or call or text and just say, Hey, what's up? Like, I'm, I'm just super thankful for people in my life that are supportive and loving and passionate about their dreams and inspire me to continue doing mine. And I'm thankful for the people in, in, in Texas that I love Richard, Michael, Juan, uh, uh, Matt. I mean the people there that just, again, constantly reach out and just see how I'm doing. And, and I know are supportive from the, from a distance and, and I, I love them. I love everyone here in LA, Stephanie, Eric, Matt, um, uh, Mikey, uh, there, you guys are like my strongholds and, and, and keep me sane here, uh, when things go crazy. So, uh, it's, it's amazing to have that and continue build building that, uh, community with Katra and, uh, Grace and all the other people I've met has been just fantastic. And, um, again, just kind of like with the listeners, I can never really truly show my appreciation for the inspiration and the love I feel from those people, um, every day. Yeah. Your tribe is important. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Your turn, sir. My turn. Go. Uh, you know, we've mentioned it a lot on this episode, but I'm just so grateful to uh, Lisa Melillo and Tom Patton over at the Baron Brown uh, acting studio in Santa Monica. That's where I've been studying the past year. And Lisa Melillo, Tom Patton have been my two instructors uh, for my first year of Meisner. And it has been such an incredible experience, very humbling. And I've learned and grown so much from it. And, um, you know, while I'm not continuing immediately into the next uh, session, I can't wait to rejoin with that group. Um, but I didn't realize how much I missed class, missed that creative instruction until this year when I you know, gave it to myself and just said, yes, I'm finally going to get training. And it's their their words of wisdom and guidance and everything has have meant so much to me and I'm excited to see uh how 
their instruction on me will benefit my career in the coming months and you know future that's awesome it's good that you have that 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 something to push and keep uh, uh ge- you know revving the engine of creativity yeah in that side the acting side and, and pushing you to continue to pursue and be better mm-hmm. and grow and you know uh, and and, that, and, and it's hard saying like i'm not gonna come back right away and it's not for lack of love right. you know for the studio because i absolutely love that place and i love my classmates and everything and again, it's just like, it takes a special type of person, I think, to be an acting coach and instructor and in that you need to be able to, not to say break the person down, but you need to show where you need to grow and where you need to listen. And uh, it's it's been an amazing, uh, you know, six, nine months. I don't know how long I've been in this class uh, <laughs> since May, uh, March, yeah. March uh, it's been. So re- very grateful for that nice. class. Uh, so I left someone off that previous list. Uh, I, 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 I can't go, I can't go out with this without saying how thankful I am for the person sitting across from me, Michael Lutheran. You know, we've, we've talked about it and we've, we've gushed before on, on the podcast over each other, but it truly continues to be, uh, uh, an honest feeling for me of like how important Michael and, and Karen and, and, and you guys have come and become in my life and my family's life and uh you know little did i know meeting going to halloween horror nights i have a new best friend and mm-hmm. come out of it and someone that i am always excited to uh <laughs> call with good news and and wanting to call when i need to talk to someone and not feeling great and you know and and having that person i can collaborate with creatively 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 and creatively and whatever that word is <laughs> we'll keep it in and then uh, uh and then also just go see a film and and or have a beer with and uh you you truly support my family and you support me and i know how much you uh, you adore my kid I'm, I'm assuming at least and more than you you also love my dog and let him jump on you more than you uh, of course <laughs> i wouldn't have any other way uh but truly i'm so thankful for you and for everything you do for this podcast and everything you do for me and and uh, just for the wonderful human being that you are, um, you know, I, not to get morbid, but one thing I always look at in my life is kind of how you're going to be remembered mm-hmm. uh, when that day comes, you know, and and I always love a quote from Smallville where Lex Luthor's talking about his dad who's just this jerk and he's comparing him to Clark's dad who's just the salt of the earth, the nicest guy, give you the shirt off his back. And Jonathan Kent. Jonathan Kent. And he basically says, you know, kings and princes and emperors will come to, you know, will come to my dad's funeral, but your dad's funeral will be surrounded by his friends. Mm. And the meaning of that and how strong and important that is uh, because it is the same is that, I feel like you are that person that when that day far from now comes better be, you're going to have a ton of people there because I'm sure you've, you've touched so many lives just because you're such a great person and such a kind person and a giving person. And like you said, you, you want to give people your, you, you put people above you a lot of times and it's, that is so true. And so I love you. Thank you. I'm done. I'm out. Buddy. Um, well, I mean, I, that was going to actually be the, my next intro. <laughs> You're out. Oh, Daniel, come back. Come back. Um, no, I mean, you know, one of the other uh, aspects of my life right now that I'm very grateful for is the gentleman sitting in front of me. Uh, he, Conan. Conan. O'Brien. Conan the cat. Ranhell. Where Conan, are you? Conan O'Brien. <laughs> yeah, my cat's name is Conan O'Brien. Ranhell. Um, but you were 
you know, besides Karen, you were the first person to reach out to me when I got out of the emergency room. Like, and that says something like that. Like I'm, I'm more to, I'm more to you and you're more to me than just podcast host, podcast producer, um, writer, co-writer or whatever, you know, like, uh, it's, it says a lot about someone and you have been the most consistent and the most, um, uh, supportive, uh, people in that I've, you know, come to face with here in Los Angeles and you're reliable. And I mean, you asked me to be a part of this, so I wouldn't be here if it weren't for you. Um, you know, I, I, I couldn't be more thankful for, to have been paired with this gentleman in that audition room for, uh, Specs and Tucker for Halloween Go Horror back to Nights. Our team hustle number one. If you don't know what we're doing, uh, yeah, <laughs> that would be episode three. Yeah, um, I think so. Nope, two. Episode two. Yeah, episode two. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. no, no, because it was uh, yeah, 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 episode three. Episode three. Um, to find out more about that, but there are in life, you know, you don't really get to control who you meet or anything. Sometimes, and you're put in situations where. The person you're putting an interview with that, or in an audition with that you're spitballing about ghosts and demons or whatever, you have no idea that that person is going to be your best friend. Like, and, that, and that's what Daniel has become for me. Like, you, you know, you are the gentleman, you are the man that I try to aspire to be in terms of uh, what it means to be a partner um, in, in a relationship with someone, to be a father uh, to be someone who's working towards their creative journey. So, you know, I, I look up to you in all aspects of life, both creatively and personally and everything. So thank you for letting me be a part of this, but yeah, man, love you. Hey, mm-hmm. thanks buddy. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And then, uh, do you have one more? I, I do. Uh, my last one, I, I mean, I, I, I think I'd be a jerk if I didn't do it, but I, I also want to do it. Uh, I, I mean, I'm so thankful for my family. Um, first, my, you know, my mom and uh, uh, my 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 stepdad has been so great to her, and and my uh, extended family, my my stepbrother and sister Heather and Chandler, and then my nieces and nephews, and my my grandmother, all the Tuttleses, all the people, the Tuttles and the Matthews, and all of them. I, I love them all. Uh, I'm super thankful to a lady named Edith, who was my dad's girlfriend. Uh, my dad passed away last year. Um, he, she was there by his side the whole time, and I'm super thankful for that and super thankful for uh, her being there with him when I couldn't because I was here and I just couldn't make it back, unfortunately. Um, and I, you know, I'm super thankful for my wife, Angie. Uh, I, I couldn't have asked for someone so understanding and supportive in this career and this path that I'm taking, but also someone who anchors me. And that's actually, I've, I've mentioned this week to you, that's our song. It's called anchor. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I actually have the lyrics here. One of the lyrics that kind of hits us is it says when all the world is spinning around like a red balloon way up in the clouds and my feet will not stay on the ground. You anchor me back down. And she keeps me straight and keeps me uh, level-headed when my aspirations or dreams or imagination <laughs> runs a little too wild. Uh, she's able to bring me back down to reality and keep keep me in check, which is something I, I definitely need. And uh, I love her to death, and I, I couldn't do anything without her. And, and on top of that, my kid, Nolan, who 
is just a bundle of energy and he is so funny and so just curious about the world and so independent and stubborn and uh loving and just everything else um I'm I'm just so thankful to have him around, and th- sometimes he can make me so frustrated and upset. But I, there's always love, and in the you know he'll randomly just come in just to give me a hug, and it's those moments where you're just like it's worth it, and I, I love him to death. So just thankful for family and everyone that is a part of that. Yeah, I I mean I second that as um as my as my final acknowledgement of course i'm super grateful for my family i'm super grateful for karen and for the home that we've this new home that we're uh now going into um but my last dedication that i actually really want to direct cuz i know karen and i know my family know that i love them but the last per- person i want that i'm re- super thankful for and our listeners are know him they haven't met him yet um, is Kel Torados. Hey, Kel. Um, I'm he, thankful for you too, buddy. <laughs> he is my brother. Um, we have known each other since I was 12, and it was a conversation I overheard about Weird Al Yankovic, and I knew who that was. I knew there was a song called, um, uh, oh gosh, Amish Paradise. And that was the song that I knew about Weird Al Yankovic, and we were doing a rehearsal for a show of Pinocchio and I just didn't know how to talk to anyone. And so I was like, Oh, I know Amish paradise and mm-hmm. Kel, like all of a sudden welcomed me into his group of friends. And we just have been brothers ever since. And, um, as listeners may be aware, uh, his family was affected by, uh, the recent fires in Northern California, his grandmother, uh, Sally Lewis, and her caregiver, uh, Terry, they both passed away um, in the Saint, uh, in the Atlas fires in Napa County. And um, reason why Daniel has been so much more on the editing duty recently is because I went up uh, a couple weeks ago. It was a friend's wedding, but then I was also there for him because he he needed me, mm-hmm. and uh, got to go up to the estate and I got to see firsthand um he is so strong and he is doing so much for his family and everything and uh, it's amazing to see and but it, you know how someone can go through and witness and come out of that situ- situation and stuff uh is difficult and it's not something that will ever go away it's it, it can't it's tragic and it's not fair um but he he's amazing and i'm so grateful to have him in my life cuz uh he's also been there for me in some of my lowest moments and uh you know he he's got some really amazing things coming up he's going to be moving to japan here sometime in the next few months and i couldn't be more thrilled for him and for his girlfriend and for a journey that they're about to go on together. Um, but I am just grateful to have a man like Kel Torados in my life because, uh, you know, like Daniel, he'll be there for you through the highs and through the lows. And um, I'm just fortunate to also be there for the highs and the lows. Just can't wait to see him this Thanksgiving to let him know that. Absolutely. Uh, so to, to finish off, we thought we'd do something a little fun. Uh, we, at the end of 
a lot of our episodes or our, our interviews with guests, we give uh, the MySpace quiz, and they pick six numbers randomly at between one and one hundred sixty-seven, and we ask them the questions that those pair with those numbers, and they're random and they have nothing to do with anything. They're just fun, get to know you questions. So we thought we'd do that. Michael picked three numbers, I picked three numbers, and we're gonna ask those questions. Just kind of a quick yeah uh, send off for this special Thanksgiving episode. Uh, Michael, I will ask yours first. Ooh, <clears throat> number seventeen. Yes. Name something. Name something you cannot wait for. Star Wars: The Last Jedi. (laughs) Uh, Number seventy-two. Do you have an attitude? I don't think so. I I have I I have a bad time controlling my attitude when I'm around intolerance. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) That is something I I, my attitude uh, quickly flares up. Yeah. Uh, And number one eleven. Do you watch the news? all the time i just uh the other night i went to uh, one of my first uh, podcast live recordings of one of my favorite uh political podcasts left right and center uh kcrw uh in los angeles we have two npr stations kcrw being one of them and if you want to keep in touch with all things left right and the center i highly suggest you check out that podcast there you go go, michael that is your myspace quiz (laughs) Ooh, yay and daniel i also yes have your myspace quiz are you ready yes Number 34, first pair of trainers. Now, I'm assuming trainers is the British trainers in, like, shoes? Yeah, I guess so. First pair of shoes that you remember sporting? Uh, Black Nikes. Okay. First pair I remember. Nice. Very nice. My mom got my shoes, like, bronzed. (laughs) So they're always I'm talking, like, older. I don't remember what my booties were back in that that day. Um, Number 114. Mm Mm-hmm. Would it be hard to kiss the last person you kissed? I mean, if we're talking about Angie, no. <laughs> if we're talking like uh, other than her, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then number 142. Did you ever win a trophy in your life? Uh, yeah, I, I won. I've won a bowling trophy. Nice. Uh, I used to be in a bowling league. Uh, Me too. I've won trophies at like track and, not track and field, but like play day, track day, track and field days at schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've won UIL singing trophies. What's that? So, UIL, uh, United, uh, uh, it's inter, inter, intergalactic league. I forget what the U stands for, but it's basically school competitions. Yeah. Uh, for, like choir and theater, like one act. Oh, UIL okay. Yeah, sure. But, uh, I've won trophies and UIL, I won, uh, uh, all-star cast for a UIL theater. Nice. For, uh, uh, Cat on Roof. Yeah. I won, um, silver for best student director and won gold for best one act. Uh, for my, I directed a production of uh, "Waiting for Lefty" by nice. Clifford Odets for see, the Linnea Theater Festival. See, we didn't. And I guess in Texas, we don't have like gold or silver. We just have like best actor, best yeah. actress, and then best all star cast. Mm-hmm. And the, but the all star cast, they just pick from all the different plays. Oh, nice. And okay. So I was a, I was I was a winner for Big Daddy for Cat on Hudson Roof. Woo! I was an angry old man. That's all I played in high school. Angry old men. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, that's not what you are in real life. Nope, I'm an angry old man. <laughs> but uh, this is so much fun. Uh, it's Thanksgiving, guys. You're going to be with family, hopefully, or people you love and you care about, whether it's family or not. Hopefully, they're just family in any either way. And, you know, if, if you're not in the United States, yeah, you know. Enjoy um, whatever you're doing on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, just have an especially nice uh, Thursday. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you're eating amazing food, if, mm-hmm. you're, if you want to share with us what you're thankful for, um, you know, shoot us a message and, you know, we'll share share it on the day of Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, you can always tweet us at LA Hustle Cast 
or uh, you know, shoot us a message on Instagram. Mm-hmm. We're at Hollywood Hustle Podcast or email Hollywood Hustle Podcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. Or you can find us individually. I'm Daniel Tuttle on Twitter, at DTuttle on Instagram. And I am at Michael Lutheran on both Twitter and Instagram. Absolutely. What's coming up next, Michael? So we're off next week. We're, we're taking a Thanksgiving break. And then on uh, then we're back Tuesday, December 5th. We will begin winding up the year with two more uh, Team Hustle episodes. The first Team Hustle will look back on our first half of a year of being a podcast, from the formation to the fundraising to recording and releasing and editing and all of the things. We will discuss it all. Uh, some of our favorite interviews, takeaways, and moments, the things we've learned on the job that we couldn't have expected going in. Uh, Then we'd love to hear your favorite interviews so far, favorite topics and moments, guests, lessons learned. Uh, Let us know what your year in review is from where you started to where you are now. This is the Hollywood Hustle podcast. It's a story about the struggles and successes of being an artist trying to pursue your dreams. So uh, we would love to hear for you what worked, maybe what didn't work. Most importantly, what you're most grateful for. Absolutely. You can send those at Hollywood Hustle Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know. We'd love to hear it. That's going to be our first episode. Then we'll have another episode after that that we'll talk about on the rear and review of what that episode will be. That. So, that. Everything you just <laughs> said. So that. thanks for listening to this Thanksgiving Hustle special. Uh, we truly appreciate it. Yeah. So now we hope you go enjoy a giant turkey leg. <laughs> um, you know, Sleep well. Cover it with gravy. Enjoy football. And uh, have an amazing... Happy Thanksgiving, and always remember to keep up the the hustle. This episode was hosted by Daniel Tuttle and produced by Michael Lutheran. Michael Lutheran was the sound engineer for this episode, and Mike Tobias edited our website. For more information, please visit our website, www.hollywoodhustlepodcast.com.